From the Clark Ford Studio in Oxford, Mississippi, MVW Digital proudly presents the Oxford Exxon Podcast. I'd say thanks for tuning in, but why am I going to give you a round of applause for something you're supposed to do, to be frank? And now, here are your hosts, Chase Parm. And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCready. I deserve to be on TV. Welcome to this Thursday night hand raise, guys. This edition of the Oxford Exxon podcast. Chase Parm, Neil McCready, Clark Ford Studio here with you. We'll uh, probably take some calls. We'll go over uh, whatever we feel like are the, the news of the last couple days. As uh, since we've been in the studio together, we also have some uh, some snacks from Japan. One of our uh, favorite subscribers, uh, Chuck Fennel, stationed over there. He um, he uh, he sent us a, uh, a a care package, so we'll uh, we'll have a bit of a a, a mukbang with uh, with some of the things from uh, from from that package. Neil, I did not bring mine. Neil also has his individual uh, package with some stuff in it as well. So uh, we'll uh, we'll do that. We'll hang out with you here in a little bit. Uh, internet fell through for a second. I hope that's not a sign of things to come. But I think we're okay. It got weird on my Peloton ride a little while ago. Did so it? hopefully it's all going to be okay. Well, this morning. Um, uh, this morning I got up and you, you have max South now, on at least one of your, um, wireless systems. Oh you yes. Have, you have multiple. Um, oh yes. We're braced for the worst. You here, have AT&T and, and max South. When I, uh, when I logged on, I was, I was, it, the internet was not out cause I reset everything and I said, okay, it, it's not out, but something's up. And, uh, I did a speed test and it was one and zero and I went, okay, well, well that's, that's not, not that's not enough. Uh, one and zero is definitely not enough. That's, uh. <laughs> That's not going to uh, that's not going to cut it. But we appear to be in a little better shape there uh, there now. Um, Neil is wearing. Can I drink with this thing? How does this work? Neil wearing one of the masks that uh, was issued to the U.S. military um, overseas is is what he what he has on right now. So it's uh, my haircut. Um. Yeah, I mean, I don't even want to know. <laughs> you don't want to know. Nope. <laughs> It's one of those days you're like, no, nope, I'm, nope. I'm just, uh, I'm good. This is podcast number four. I'm good. <laughs> you four today. I've done four. This is, I've done three. This is my fourth today. I taped a soft verbal with uh, Zach and I taped a beer garden with Jeffrey and I taped the Oxford Exxon podcast with Ryan Brown. So I've talked for about three and a half hours today. Ryan Brown is up now. That's an Oxford Exxon podcast. It's already there. What was the what was sort of the main things with uh, with Ryan? Oh, we talked about COVID, about uh, what has to happen for football to come back, um, the media's role in this. Ryan and I are pretty aligned politically. Uh, he agrees with a lot of my takes on the media. He actually has stronger takes than I do, and. Um, we talked about the NBA thing with Adrian Wojnarowski, which you and I have not talked about. And uh, talked a little bit about what we do as a business if there's no football. Did you get some answers there? Those, no. those will be good. No, so what, not really. What, what, what do you got? What do you got there? Uh, they basically have just started those meetings in much the same way that you and I have just started those meetings. Yeah, I mean, they're – it's about community, but there's no answer. I mean, it just it is what it is. No, I mean, there, to... there's there's no answer. Um, there's no easy. Let's, let's rephrase that. 
There's no easy answer. There's hard answers. There's you figure it out answers. There's a survive you survive answers. But there's no easy answer. A lot of bad signs today. Today wasn't a good day. No way around it. It's like every day is like there's something every day. You feel a little better one day, you feel worse the next day. This thing. Uh, yes, Woj will be back at ESPN. They're not firing Woj. It was uh, they 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 are winning a PR thing by even suspending him. Frankly, they didn't want to do that. Good thing he said it to a Republican and not like AOC or something because he'd have lost his gig then. You think so? There's no doubt in my mind. Do you really? No doubt in my mind. <clears throat> yeah, he'll 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 be back. There's a. Uh, there's there's there, there's no doubt with that. I, I think that's uh that that that's probably pretty true. So um let's see what else we got. Um let's see if we find it here. A little, a little a couple different news things. Um this is from the uh, governor of Connecticut uh, today. He said that uh, he would be reluctant to allow UConn's football team to travel to any state with a high coronavirus infection rate this fall. UConn, which is scheduled to play its first season as independent after leaving the American, has road games scheduled at Virginia, Mississippi, North Carolina, and San Jose State. Lamont said that should the team travel and infection rates or yeah, should the team travel and infection rates remain high in any of the states where it plays, the Huskies will be subject to Connecticut's 14-day quarantine upon returning to stores. Quote, my feeling is that if you go to a highly infected state um, that is still part of our quarantine, that would be the requirement. Sometimes these teams live within their bubbles. That's a form of self-quarantining, but I'd be reluctant to allow them to uh, to travel, he said there. So, uh, look, I do not think the Connecticut game is getting played. That is homecoming for Ole Miss. I really do not expect that. I think if there's a non-conference game, it's Baylor, and that is the, the, the end of it there. And, frankly, I don't even necessarily expect that right now. Yeah, I don't think the Baylor game will be played. I think it's possible that I misinterpreted something that I was told a week ago when I was down in Florida. I don't think the game's going to be played in Houston if it's played. That might have been what was trying to be communicated to me. Ole Miss, to its to old disclosure, and I, I wrote this on the website, Ole Miss immediately communicated with me on that Friday and said they've not had those conversations. Well, Ole Miss would like to play the game because they get about $2.7 million to play that game. In Houston. Well, yeah. There's a game guarantee of 2.75 or 2.7, something like that for yeah. that game. Yeah, I don't know what would happen if that thing's moved to another location, things like that. I have no clue. Um, but saw so where Stephen Godfrey wrote Monday – he was kind of ahead on some of this about the ACC and the Big 12 and the SEC working in concert. He wrote that he did not think if that game were played that it would be in Houston. He thought it would either be in Oxford or Waco. Okay. Um, I have a little more in the morning about some of the financial stuff surrounding Ole Miss. We, we mentioned the other day that uh, I was going to look into kind of what other schools had done from cuts to is it even possible? Does it make any sense if, if sports do have to be cut and what would uh, what potentially would trigger that? So uh, more of that tomorrow at ribblegrove.com. Neil will have um, food for thought in the morning, I assume, on this Friday morning. Yeah, I'll have, to, have have to wake, I'll have to wake up in the morning and see if I have some thoughts. You don't have it all done yet? I haven't even typed the first letter. So you don't know, you don't even have the thought to then proceed. And no, and that's the crappy part is that knowing me, I will lay in the bed tonight and wake up repeatedly because I'll be writing food for thought in my sleep. Do you write things down somewhere? Because I'm bad about going to the notes app on my phone if I wake up in the middle of the night and go, I have no way, there's no way I'm going to remember this. Let me just do this real quick because I, I will not remember it otherwise. I don't do it. I should. I could write a book on 
my crazy ass dreams during this pandemic. You said you had some. I've had some it, wild. It's, it's going different on you. Hasn't wild it? dreams, man. My dreams are just all over the place. I mean, I wake up with like, how? What? That was weird. You think it's anxiety or mental something? I don't think it's anxiety. I just think I have a lot on my mind. My my sleep patterns are screwed up. I, I you know I used to wake up some at like one or two, and that's okay. I've started waking up at four, and at four I'm kind of done. Like I'm, I might as well get up at four. That's not good. At twelve, at one, at two, probably can get back to sleep. Four? Eh, I don't know. No, it's it, it's kind of over. I'm bad about waking up at like one fifty. Okay. And wide awake. And telling myself, you got to go back to sleep. And I start playing all these games with myself in my mind about, I try to like re- recall the Cubs 1986 lineup or something. Just something to bore me to sleep. I try not <laughs> That's to, your version of counting sheep. Yeah, it's, I try it, not. It's, it's yeah. counting counting fourth outfielders for the Cubs yeah, in the like, 80s. Or try to remember the girls' Webkin's names. Something that puts me to sleep. Okay. Because if I start thinking about work or something like that, man, I'm up. And then I start thinking, well, I ought to go ahead and get my exercise out of the way. And it's 4.30 in the morning and I'm deciding whether to go run or not. That's dumb. At 4? Yeah. Well, you're not actually going to go run at No, four. but I start thinking about it. Well, I mean, with the heat, probably not the worst idea. I ran yesterday at 6 o'clock in the afternoon. Well, you you can call me as many idiots. I ran at 3. Today. I know you did. You're an idiot. <laughs> I was, I was, it's when I had time, I was called up. I said, you know what? It's going to suck. I'm going to sweat. I'm going to get back and feel like I'm having a heat stroke, but we're just going to do it. And I cannot imagine because I ran one hour yesterday from about 5.55 until about 6.55. And at about 6.45, I don't know if you know this, but out at where at M Trade Park or whatever it is, they've got unicorns and dragons and mermaids and stuff all over that practice field. Hmm. I was hallucinating. It was really? so hot. How long did you run? About forty-five minutes. Yeah, it's crazy. Something like that. It was too hot. It was it it it, it was stupid. It, it, I'll I'll admit it. It was kind of dumb, but it is what it is. Um, Webb uh, Webb, thank you so much. He says um, after Tubbs is elected to be a senator, what do you, who do you think is the next? president houston nut with hugh freeze as the vp who would be the president would it be who would have a better chance of winning a presidency nut or freeze um nut's got a cleaner record i mean yeah yeah he's just, freeze he, has scandal yeah 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 i mean good i mean look nut's got a little I mean, bit of stuff not that but, trump and biden don't okay here, no, little, nut, nut here is, little girl uh, <laughs> nut is more electable than freeze yeah, yeah. At the national level, there's no. I mean, Nut really. I mean, he's he had the whole TV reporter thing in '08 or '07, but that's it, right? Or whatever year that was. Yeah, '06, '07, yeah, somewhere around there where he had all the. I text. mean, it wasn't the best look in the world, no. but it'd be all right. Whatever. But yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't. It wasn't whatever. <laughs> um. Yeah, Matt Browning says when COVID hits you, what president candidate you want in your foxhole? Um. <laughs> Was that Fresno week? Was Foxhole Fresno week? He was he was uh, about going to the West Coast and getting a win. I can't remember. He was he, he was all he was all caught up in that. All about going to the West Coast and getting a win. But there by the end, I just tried to avoid eye contact with Houston. I just wanted it to go away. He said your name eventually. You got there. He it said was, he it, said it, it my just name. Took a while. He said my name. The 
2011 season at Kentucky when I finally asked him, "Do you anticipate being the coach?" But it was res- it was resignment. Yes, it was, yes, it was. It was, it was oh done. hell, I'll say your name now. <laughs> I mean, four years the guy didn't say my name. He would call me and not say my name. He would say, "Hey, it's Houston." Well, you know, he was really good. He was the champion. We've said this before. He was the champion on the podcast or on the on the website of. All the updates are gone. It's like February 1st, and he's calling all the reporters going, yeah. hey, can I get a four-star? It's yeah. like, dude, we needed that in June. He would call. He would call literally days before signing day after he had, you know, handed, killed me by giving all the stuff to other sites. And You and were it, still mentioned as competition yesterday, apparently. Oh, so well, we it's, were. It's, <laughs> 13,000 times? We avoided a lawsuit yesterday, yeah. so... <laughs> He would call me and say, hey, what can we do to move up in the rankings? And I'd be like, dude, well, it's n- done now. Flip a five-star. That's, that's yeah. how you do it. Might want to go buy a linebacker. I just – good grief. I don't know. Um, so why do you feel worse about football today? Just stuff. High schools. Mobile, I saw. City of Mobile, public schools. Not going to go in person. Virginia, state of Virginia moved football to the spring. Just dominoes. No real reason. Nothing of significance. But here's what we do. We hear some optimism. We get kind of excited about it, but then we sort of like, you know, tamp it down a little bit. We hear a negative thing. And we're like, oh, that's coming true. Like our, our minds are so screwed up right now that anything is just like. Uh, no, that's I, fair. I, I don't know. I don't think I do a lot of that. I I I'm riding the sea. I've told you this for a couple of weeks. I feel like I'm riding the seesaw a little bit. Yeah. Up and down, up and down. Just, I try not to think about it. I think we've got two weeks. We're going to know something in about two weeks. Okay. Uh, let's get into a little bit of this. We've got a little food here. We'll try a little bit of it. Um, All right. You got the see. bag of chips there. Yeah, I got that. We'll get to that too. Um, what am I trying? Yeah, Chuck sent some of this, some of his favorite things from Japan. We'll start with the chocolate cookie, cho- choco chip cookie vanilla. Country Ma'am is the uh, okay. is the, is the, is the name here. Again, all this is from Japan. Was shipped over in a. So these are Japanese snacks. These are Japanese snacks. Right. It's like a soft chocolate chip vanilla cookie. It tastes like those toll, not Toll House. The um, is it Keebler? The yeah, really the one with the little elf. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's what it tastes like. That's their. This is their version of that. Yeah, it tastes just like it. Almost identical. Yeah, not quite as soft. Just a just a touch firmer, and you get a little more vanilla, kind of as you maybe on the finish, a little more vanilla. Yeah, I mean, not like your bourbon over there, but. <laughs> It go good with bourbon. We're about to find out. That's not bad. No, that's not bad. It's fine. That one's pretty good. Um, so yeah. Anyway, um, what's we were on? asked if we've invited Tommy Tuberville on G Pits. I'll get Jay to do it. He likes Jay a lot more than he likes me. You think so? Oh yeah. Why? Because he covered him longer. What is uh? What is lychee? L y c h e e. Lychee. Li- I don't know. Lychee. Tuberville always held the Ole Miss thing against me a little bit. You think so? Well, oh, yeah, I know so. He, you went after he basically told me. It is a small, rounded fruit with sweet, white, scented flesh, a large central stone, and a thin, rough skin. So it's almost kind of like a combination between maybe like a peach and a strawberry or something. I'm going to hate it. This is a Kit Kat, by the way. 
Oh, I'm going to hate this. You think so? Yeah. Why? I can just tell you right now I'm going to hate it. Okay. Oh, and it's white chocolate. Oh. Yeah, I'm definitely going to hate it. The smell is kind of pungent. Oh, yeah. I'm just having a small bite. I'm not doing this whole thing. Sorry. That's... It's kind mm-hmm. of a strawberries and cream. It's sort of what it tastes. It's not as bad as I thought it was going to be. Yeah, weird little fruits. A good, good, a, a good explanation there. I think that one. I think that's right. That was okay. That wasn't as bad as I kind of thought it might be. Salt, leche. Yeah, that's okay. It's not terrible. Um, this next one, Kit Kat Salt Lemon, is, is on this one. It's blue. You like lemon a little more than? No, I like lemon a lot. Yes, I, I actually did. I, I sanitized everything when it came in a couple days ago. That's why we waited till Thursday for this. Even beyond hand raised guys, because I thought about doing it in the studio, but we uh, kept this out and tried to do as much to it as possible. This is this is salt lemon. Lemon, yeah. Pretty good. That's not bad. That's it's got good. a really strong lemon taste. Mm-hmm. That's really not bad at all. I did lemon, um, rosemary salmon in the sous vide the other night sous vide the salmon yeah it was did good you still throw it in something to get a little crust or whatever or well you straight? seared it on the end yeah so I mean, okay. and it was yeah i like it better on the plank the i still prefer cast iron with a little but frankly i think just cavenders is where i'm at now with salmon just throw cavenders on it throw it in the cast iron skillet Put some sear on it and call it a day. I like to get a plank hot, put it on the plank, let it roast, and just don't don't ever flip it. Mm-hmm. I just use salt and pepper. Grindhard says, "Open the candy, then germex your hands, then eat the candy." I'm not that scared of it. If I get it, I get it. Not going to that extent for this. Uh- I mean, I'm really not. I don't mean that disrespectfully to the people who have it or whatever. If I get it and it takes me Laura's gonna make 1.5 million and she'll be dating somebody within four months it'll be alright <laughs> she probably doesn't already have them picked out like Jay does Mm-mm. I mean that was look there's been a lot of G-Pits really creepy stuff his his deal of how I have like a lineup I have like five ready and, to and go, he told her about on. it yeah no, like, yeah. no it's not, like it's not a secret like he'd, he'd gone over the list with her bizarre um, I'm not gonna try all the flavors but these essentially are called I think they're called high chews um, I'm assuming it's like a Starburst type thing from Japan. Okay. I was gonna say, is it a you gum? You can pick your no. I think it's gonna be a a, a a a candy like a Starburst. I don't want pineapple. Yeah, there's four different flavors. I'm I'm doing strawberry, but you don't have to do strawberry. I'll do the orange. Okay. I like strawberry fine. I don't like pineapple much at all. <coughs> oh God. Pretty good, huh? <coughs> <laughs> You really make me want to put this in my mouth. <laughs> no, it's the it's the texture. It's very hard to chew. Mm. It's got a it's the texture that's the issue. Yeah, but it's got a bitterness to it right off the top. Like it gets stuck everywhere. In oh your yeah, it's like a bit of honey on steroids. <laughs> oh good god! <laughs> what the hell is that? It's like a Starburst, but it's not as good. Mm-mm. The, the the profile is a Starburst, but holy. I was all in on the Japanese until this. Yeah, it's a high chew is what it's called or something like that. Mm-mm. That's not very good. 
We'll be chewing this for the rest of the show. Um, Mark asks, allowing you to touch flag sticks or, to, or have rakes and bunkers. Um, locally, we are not. They have the PBC pipe in the in, in the bottom. Um, left them in, but uh, Waverly was allowing flag sticks to be pulled. That's the only golf course I've seen that's, that's allowed flag sticks. You played oh, Waverly this week, right? Yeah, Tuesday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, um, so... Yeah, they they're the only maybe it's going around more, but yeah, that's the only one that is uh that's allowed plaque six to even be pulled. There was nothing in the bottom of the cup there, but they're um locally, yeah. There's no rakes. You just do the best you can. You can even just pick the ball up, put a put a don't improve your position, but put it back in the bunker wherever you're standing <clears throat> on, a, on a clean lie, and then and then go from there. So yeah, uh, let's see what else we got. I don't know. You tell me. I'm hoping you drive the ship tonight. You're just here today. You're- I've, I'm I'm a little. I'm good. I'm here, but I've 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 talked a lot, so I'm. I can't remember what all I've said. Well, it was two main topics on soft verbal, right? That was the deal today. Yeah, it was a good show. We talked. Uh, we talked about different recruits. We talked about Deshaun Ruffin. Some. We talked about what happens to kids if there is no season. We were a little prescient. We talked about if a season was moved to the spring, that top players would skate. That's already happening. I saw one of the top kids in Virginia said, hey, see, I'm out. You know, stuff like that. Uh, we have a content item tomorrow coming out with uh, with Zach. We did the highest ranked prospects of the era the other day, last week. Um, tomorrow we'll do just basically kind of like favorites list. Still good players, but it's kind of some sentimental guys, some probably a little more old Miss angle to it as well. I know Zach's put his picks in. I have not gone in and looked at them. Um, I hadn't looked. At, I saw it was in the admin, but I, didn't, I haven't pulled it up. Zach's got a bunch of stuff in the admin. Yeah, he's he's just waiting for some things to pop. It's it's but hey, that that baseball coach hot board is no longer there. Thank so God. We are thank God because I almost punched that thing a couple of times. Like publish? Well, yeah, it was like well, that right would there. An issue. Yeah, that would have been an issue. I would have had to go in and yeah. Speaking of the 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 the, the, the DM thing that that happened to me once when I was uh, when I was at the Spirit overnight, a certain person published stories that were not supposed to be published. Woke up the next morning and it had been. Oh, that's not funny. A, a, a coach, coach leaving for another job had been uh, had been published when it was not time for that to actually go up yet. Grindhard asked a really good question that I hope we don't have to answer, what? but it's something I've thought about and I don't know the answer to it. He says, "Doesn't no season impact the class of twenty two more than the class of twenty one? Because they're losing their high school. Are you talking about college? What are we talking about?" I think he means impacts them as they go to college because there won't be as many spots available. Just in general? Well, does the NCAA, like guys who are seniors this year, if there's no season, do they grant them another year? Or do they say, hey, your clock ran out? No, I think they would grant them the other year. I do. I, I think he that, says high school doesn't no season impact the class of twenty two. Yeah, you're than, losing your junior year. Yeah, yeah. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, it's a good point. That's a hundred percent. It's one of these things that I think we're just on the precipice of diving into. Hey, what does all this mean? Um, this worried me. I'm not, wor- they're being safe. I'm not necessarily what I mean. This worried me though a little bit. So, did you see this in the NCAA today? Their next set of return to sport guidelines. Did you see this today? Well, there's been a lot of it out, but 
Go ahead. Today at yeah. 12.29 p.m., the NCAA on their website says, um, the NCAA Sports Science Institute has released the resocialization of collegiate sport, developing standards for practice and competition to extend previous guidance and provide updated recommendations, blah, 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 blah. The guidelines are designed to inform schools in responding appropriately based on their specific circumstances in the best interest of turning to co- college athletes' health and well-being. Many sports require close personal contact and require specially crafted guidelines. Among recommendations put forth, daily self, self-help checks. Okay, cool. We're doing that anyway, I would assume. Yeah. The appropriate use of face coverings and social distancing during training, competition, and outside of athletics. Wait, wait. Yeah. They have to use face coverings during training? It says the appropriate use of face coverings and social distancing use. during okay. training, competition, and outs and, and outside of athletics. So to some extent, that does sound like yes. Okay. Um, testing strategies for all athletics activities, including preseason, regular season, and postseason. Okay. Here's the one that's interesting. Testing and results within 72 hours of competition in high contact risk sports. Yeah. So in football, they're going to test them on Wednesday. You're not going to get it back in time. Are we well, using the new? Using, we think we get the new thing, and no, that's, they're using or, a thing or just the rapid results. One Supposedly, they're using it where if they got a positive, they could test them again to make sure it was a positive. Okay. I saw Godfrey. I think said in a Power Five document that came out this week. Once you're positive, it simply is a matter of symptoms going away. They do not retest and wait on the negative. Was really? The I understand. I, let me let me let me go to his Twitter. Make sure I'm right. Because that's not the way I understood it. Yeah, there was. On. There's a thing about if you have it, contact with someone who has it, you're, it's a 14-day quarantine. Hold on. What did he say? Let me find it. I think it was him. If I even have the wrong person, it could take forever to actually find this. But I thought that I was right. But maybe I'm not. And you might be. I've, I've, I've read so many things today that I'm, my mind. Maybe it wasn't him. I don't know. My mind's swimming a little bit. I read Dellinger's story earlier today, which was really good. All of his stuff is... He had a pretty detailed – they had gotten access to a, the document before and really broke it down. Um, let's see. Let me see. Um, I know it's a bad pod, but I'm seeing if it was him even that I was looking at and not uh, – Okay. Yeah, here we go. Oh, no. Hold on. Just where I should sing a little bit just yeah, to sort of – Yeah, you should absolutely um, – Whatever the big songs were in high school, just go ahead and run through them real quick. Like Jesse's Girl, Rick Springfield. That was my first concert. Was Rick oh, Springfield. sorry. I, I, mis- I misread it. It was talking about if you got it, once you were cleared, they are assuming antibodies, so you don't have to be tested again. Sorry. So you would only miss one round. Oh, so we're going to assume antibodies with sports. The NCAA guidelines correspond <laughs> Because everybody this, else is not willing to give us that benefit of the, the doubt The NCAA anymore. guidelines correspond in this area with the Power 5 document. Quote, repeat surveillance testing of someone who previously tested positive for the virus should not need to be performed. Get the virus and there's no more need for weekly testing unless you're showing symptoms. Wow. Well, that's an interesting comment because yeah. I, there's been a lot of people that have pushed back on antibodies. A lot of people said, oh, no, you can get this thing two, three, four times. Well, that was per Ross Dellinger. That's what is in the in, in the document. and Kind of makes you wonder about the teams that have had 40 and 50 cases. So Clemson's whole team's pretty much. <laughs> well. Locked in at this point, huh? Makes you wonder. I mean. Who led the country in cases so far? It's Clemson. LSU, Bama. Clemson. 
Didn't Ohio State have something weird? Ohio State's got a bunch. Wisconsin, maybe? I know this is in the mic, but I'm trying to open the stupid pack. What is that? Are we doing more snacks? It's those chips. Oh, okay. Oh. What do we have? Let's see. You can show it to the camera. Calby. <clears throat> it's pizza, right? Isn't there a piece of pizza on the front of that pack? Oh, yeah. It is a pizza. Yeah. It's all right. You know, not not not, a, not really a fan. It's okay. It's good though. It's okay. Okay. It's fair. Yeah, it's okay. Uh, beer guard today. What was what? What did you and Jeffrey talk about? Um, his married life. They made it three weeks. Through all the hard parts. Um, <laughs> um, COVID, sports return. His two was, hours of trauma without being able to tweet last night when the check mark got, got knocked out. Yeah, his panic. Um, no, we talked about how he, he was under the impression that everybody should be watching the NBA about the return to sports. And I told him I thought it was more about Major League Baseball because the NBA is in a bubble. The um, MLS is in a bubble. Mm-hmm. Major League Baseball is not in a bubble. The Blue Jays are. The other teams are not. I mean, the guys play, go to practice, and they go home. And they're kind of on an honor system to, hey, don't be an idiot. And uh, that season starts a week from today. And so if Major League Baseball can have eight, nine, ten days of games, travel, guys staying in hotels – Coming to the ballpark, playing a game, umpires the whole deal and not have massive breakouts and stuff, it might lead to some confidence among the people that are making the college football decision. We'll kick On it the flip side, if it's if it's a if it's a disaster, it's gonna be very hard for yeah, yeah, college yeah. football to go, oh, you know, well, it didn't work for Major League Baseball, but it'll work for us. Yeah. We'll kick at the end of that. I got a little heat. Just a little just a little pop at the mm-hmm. back. It was pointed out we didn't talk about it the other day um, when we were together. The uh, the monuments been moved to the cemetery. Not gonna spend a lot of time on it, but I will say, and this is just human interaction um, one hundred and one here. Um, and you you had a little exchange on Twitter. I had a phone conversation. As I admitted, I kind of like Aunt Twitty, frankly, um, from the conversation we had. I don't know her, but. They get the monument moved. The headstone, um, the headstones are not part of the of the the beautification or whatever you want to call it for the cemetery. They that they won. They got that right, and it's, it was the right move too. The sure. way the the way those bodies are buried, you could not dig into that area at all. So no six flags over the Confederacy. It appears not. Okay. Um, look, could the press release been a little more clear on that's actually what was going on? Sure, because I mean it was it was pretty vague. Like I had to call somebody, be like, so this means no headstones, right? And if, if I had that have to get you know clarification then hey it probably could have been a little clearer there um but in the in in the days since there's been a lot of yeah but you're not acknowledging how you did this or who did this like whatever and it's like okay you got what you wanted when you get what you want stop that that that, that is human interaction 101 is when someone says yes you don't keep talking you just end it and then you go to the next thing because at bare minimum 
what you've done is when you want to go after something else or you have another pursuit, right or wrong, it might, might be very honorable. I'm not saying it's not. People aren't going to listen as much because even when they did it, it's just on and on and on and on and on. I mean, that that, that is that, that is the the fewer words you can say to get something accomplished, the better chance you have of getting the next thing accomplished. Uh-huh. And it feels like there's a there's a huge disconnect here where I feel like they moved the monument, they don't put headstones in. I mean, from a standpoint of you know they they didn't take the donors' money. I mean, there's a lot of wins here for yeah. for for all the people who fought a long time to get this done. But there's an inability to say, hey, okay, cool, it worked yeah. out. This is what it should have been. Awesome. No, they want an Thank extra you. level of apology. They want an extra level of, well, you didn't do it this way and this way and this way and this way. And it's, you're, if you're not done yet, move on. Take the win and then go for well, this there. is I why just, this is why the people who are on the other side of this, and for the record, I'm not one of these people, but I I understand what they're saying. This is why they don't want to give an inch because they feel like if they give the inch that was requested. They'll want another inch. That's what she said. That it will just keep going on and on and on. That there's no finish line. Some worker could just let the thing fall off the truck on the way over the day and the whole thing would have been... Oh, I've always said that. Oops. (laughs) Sucks. So that rope wasn't tied? Oh, Son of a bitch. Yeah, I don't. I mean, other than maybe some lights, so it doesn't. I thought get I tied a slip knot in that thing. I did. All's well that ends well. Yeah, I don't think it's Six Flags over the Confederacy. Um, I, I not putting headstones in. Um, it appears that just most. Well, how can you put headstones I, in when you don't know who's where? Well, no, that was wrong. Yeah, right. you, because because it was going to be just a line of I headstones. Mean, forget the Confederacy part. It's just you don't know who's who's where. Well, I mean. I think it was in the story about Jim Barksdale. I think he said that some of the bodies they thought could be as as, 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 as shallow as six inches underground. That's a problem. If that's true, yeah, you frankly, the whole area should be cordoned off. Yeah. If that's accurate. And now look, I, I get it's been how many ever years and I understand decom you know, composition and all that stuff, but either way, kind of just don't want anybody in the area at all, if that's the case. Right. It, it, it is the dangest thing, though, and it, it's just – I think if we were in a pandemic, this would have been even a much of a bigger deal. But think about this. They moved a monument. We dealt with the headstones, phrases like Six Flags Over the Confederacy. Somehow they pissed off Jim Barksdale in the middle of this. I mean, there's a lot going on. Yeah. I mean, it's it's, it's There a was a boulder a moment in this. Oh, dude. Yeah, yeah. I mean <laughs> – and then you get done, and it's like, so what actually happened? Uh, exactly what they said was going to happen. Like, it was all this noise and all this static, and mm-hmm. then what actually happened was... Because I do think... Look, I, I know Don Barrett and some of those people were very pushing for the headstones. I do think some of this stuff was simply to get it passed through the IHL. Some of those renderings, some of that different stuff. It was, hey, let's just get the votes, and then yeah. we'll, we'll figure it out. You think it kind of goes away now? Uh, what's, what is what is that, or it, or whatever? Well, the... The stuff about the statue getting moved to the cemetery and all that—they're gonna move it to the cemetery, and that's gonna be the end of it. You think that'll that that'll go? It'll go away from a statue standpoint. Yeah. Now will they still be have the base else? of the statue, right? Do you put something on top of the base now, or do you eventually take the base down? You take the base down. What are you putting up there? I don't know. That's what I'm asking you. What do you put on top of that base? You want to have a contest for the new center of the campus I mean, monument? I mean, 
Seems like this would be the perfect time for Muddy the Catfish, wouldn't it? Put a big catfish on top of the monument? <laughs> or go ahead and fully embrace Tony the Land Shark. I've noticed that I am not anywhere near as, as passionate about it. Because I've got a lot of feedback the last few days of people that absolutely do not want to let Rebels slide. Oh, I have too. I've gotten that from a few people in the last couple of days. I mean, sane people like yeah. not like whatever. And I, I, I mean, I guess I get it. I just, it just, it's not something that bothers me. Well, the consensus that I've gotten from the people I've talked to is if you quote give them, I don't know who them is, but th- their words, if you give them rebels, they'll go after Ole Miss next. Well, no, you make that clear up front. And I'm like, yeah, but that's the whole point. I mean, is- they can go after it. They can't get it. You have to, you have to seed it. I mean, it's not like somebody's going to come in and kidnap Ole Miss in the middle of the night, right? I mean, Ole Miss is on everything. Even the email address, much to some people's chagrin. So, we're on in uh, Zach Barry's household. Are we? Yeah, they've got a real got poten- a setup going. Well, they have a real potential marital problem going on. Uh, Zach and Anna. Why's that? Well, I mean, we we dive into it on uh, the Soft Verbal Podcast. I recommend that people listen to it. It's there is a rumor that in Anna Barry. The way it was said, it was Anna Barry was trying to purchase Malachi Bennett services for South Carolina. Oh, and I did not realize that Zach's wife, his name, her name is Anna. That's correct. Which could be Anna, and that could be a problem. Zach would not appreciate that. No, Zach was upset about it. Yeah, it's not. So, I don't know. Terrible news for the. Terrible news for them. When football divides a household. We got newlyweds over here with Jeffrey. We got whatever's going on with Zach and me. We got a lot, got, got, got a lot of stuff going on, as we said. Uh, no. uh, JM Rebs 14 says, What do you think of Ole Miss's recruiting class this year? I would highly recommend that you listen to the Soft Verbal podcast. I asked Zach the question on the podcast. I said, If I were an Ole Miss fan and I looked at the rankings today, 82, 84, I would be concerned. Would that concern be valid? And Zach gave a, a very well thought out complex answer so i would listen to the soft verbal podcast presented by deadsoxy.com i contend that on the field and in the recruiting that this is a zero year for lane kiffin it's a zero year. It's a zero zero year, except for if everybody else, if, if not a new staff at least, recruits to a somewhat normal level. You're just that much farther behind, or farther I, behind. I get it, but I they had a strategy, and the strategy was based on normalcy. I mean, I think you can compare them to Mississippi State, Arkansas, and Missouri, and that's it. That's it. You can't compare them to Alabama, Tennessee, Florida, Georgia. That's not fair. Well, we know the season does not matter. 0 and 8, 1 and 7, 2 and 6. No. 8 and 0. No. Who gives 2? No. I mean, talk about – I mean, I know we had like some de- some depression and stuff, guys, but we're not playing therapist on hand-raised guys after a loss <laughs> no, this year. No. We're partying and popping champagne because no. that bitch was played. <laughs> Absolutely. That is it. Yep. I mean – we might get a pinata if we get like halfway through the season and everything's. I just. Matt Browning says you could be the only campus with a can, a can opener statue. That's true. 
This is such a perfect time to get rid of the land shark. They're not getting rid of the land shark right now. Well, you know a- that, right? Do you think there's a path here, or do you think they're, they're stuck with this thing? <sighs> no, there's absolutely a path. Ross and Michael being gone, is that good enough yeah, to you give can them blame a shot? It, you can blame it on them. Well, but it would be them. Yeah, but you, that's what you do. When, you, when the new president comes in, he blames the old president. It's the strength coach thing. Yes. Strength coach is great until the strength coach sucks. The strength coach is great. And the great. new strength coach is the best strength coach in the history of the until world. Until he's fired, at which point he was completely clueless. They did the, not get the, bigger, faster, and the new guy understands season. all of the latest things. Tech savvy. Yeah. Body chemistry, kinesiology. The new president blames the old president. It's just the way it works. Yeah, and nobody even gets offended. <laughs> you say that was a stupid idea by Ross and Michael. <laughs> And it was a stupid and idea. It was. <laughs> We're not even lying. And in fairness, it's true. Well, we had Michael on this podcast. I was sitting right there on what used to be a couch. And we're going, yeah, but Michael, just a big fluffy stuff thing. Well, we wanted to really ask. No, you don't want an athlete. Because no. he was, I mean, he was expecting like the dude to dunk and all this stuff. Well, he, but it was like. He was thinking about professional mascots. Not kids dressed up as a mascot. No, now's the time. Clean break. Those idiots before us. They'll all get a laugh about it the next time they get together in Destin. It'll be all right. You, you, know, you know, Ole Miss used to do those great commercials. Um, I guess it was with them. They first came out with the bear. They copied kind of like some ESPN stuff where they had the bear do all kind of stuff, and it was sort of those... Um, you know, kind of like it's you know it's it's not crazy. It's sports commercials and whatever. It's what you would do for the shark. You get rid of him. You get the fluffy thing, and you like give him some suitcases. You put an A and M jersey on him, and you film him going out the door. That's what you do. Oh, exactly. He got a college t- station bus ticket in his hand. Yeah, and he's headed on out. See, and you film that son of a gun, and you put that on YouTube and or wherever else you put it. Everybody would laugh, and it would be funny. Even even Michael and them would laugh. <laughs> they would. They might be a little pissed off, but they'd laugh. Yeah. Uh, Chuck and Jenny, uh, thank you for the snacks. The pizza snack has a little heat to it. It has a little heat. But the... Uh, the cookie was really the good. The cookie was really good. Yeah. There's the choco chip and the lemon and cookie. The, and the lemon... Uh, the lemon Kit Kat was good. Yeah, the lemon Kit Kat was good. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, Josh Tolbert says, Sorry I'm late, guys. Cleaned our local gym so we don't get COVID. You're welcome, Neil. I hadn't been to the gym in a couple weeks my concern is i i get it i give it to the kids and the kids have to start the year in quarantine well yeah not me getting it it's me giving it to them when's the last time you went to the gym before the beach i've used my um resistance bands here lately just in the driveway. Yeah, and I've done some Peloton stuff. You got a nice shirt for that soon. Yeah, I know. It's a little it's a little tight. You want to try it on? I don't think so. No, I mean the tank top. Oh, no, on. no, I'm not you trying sure? that on. Yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll we'll step out if you'd like to put it on and come back. Uh, no, I'm, I'm good. I'll give this to one of the girls. It's very pretty, though. Looks like something they would have worn in Rocky Three. Is that Misawa? Misawa Air Force Base? Sounds good to me. 
Misawa. You think it's Misawa? Misawa. Misawa. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not fluent in Japanese. So do you think the season starts by 1st October? Do you think, we pl- do you think we're, we're talking about a football game by the first day of October? I'm, I'm going to be optimistic and say yes. I think it's an eight-game season, at most a nine-game season. My guess is it's conference only. Either an empty stadium or 20 to 25%. Very little, if any, tailgating allowed survival seasons. So you think there's a possibility for tailgating now? Very little. Grove? Um, if you told me that you could tailgate in the Grove if you had a game ticket and you stayed socially distanced, I might buy it. Let's say for the heck of it, because 50%, you're getting a lot of people in the stadium. Not everybody, but a lot. Let's say it's less than 50%. Would you contemplate on telling people, even if you don't get a ticket, you get a Grove ticket? No. Okay. So it's full fan experience or or nothing. Yeah, I just don't do anything that could increase the odds of a problem where I get a problem. So you're limiting people. Yeah, Yeah, I just, I got to survive. This is not a normal season. We've said this a few times. It's not going to look, if we have one, it's not going to look normal. It's not going to sound normal. But that's a survival. That's path to surviving. The chocolate one's even better. Oh, yeah? Yeah. All right. Yeah, I still don't expect any Grove for whatever reason. Sawa, so. When it gets down to it, I just don't expect Grove. Because here's the deal. Are you going to say you can go into the Grove, but you can't walk from tent to tent? You can't walk back and forth? I mean, you, you get into well, these issues. Who's policing this? That's my point. Yeah. Like, who's going to make sure there's only 10 people in an area or under a tent or whatever? I don't want to be the person that has to do that. Like, Caroline, my daughter, works at jcg is that what it's called the t-shirt place um yeah graphics place and people come in with their mask all crooked or is she supposed to say something come on what is she gonna do chocolate really good the chocolate's really good mm-hmm. the cookies are good mm-hmm. <clears throat> choco chip cookie cocoa country ma'am yeah, it's very similar to the elves. The the soft. I loved those when I was a kid. They still make those? Yeah, I'm sure. What was the candy you hated as a kid? <laughs> so it says I'll be on the Peloton tonight. I did do a, uh, what's the guy's name? Ben Aldis. I did a, a, a one-hour Ben Aldis ride this afternoon, so I'm okay. Candy I hated as a kid. Yeah, like your grandparents always have like Werthers or Fig Newtons or something that you couldn't. I like did hate in. Fig Newtons. Oh, you don't like Fig mm-hmm. Newtons. My grandmother had these nougats covered in like a white. It wasn't white chocolate. It was. I love those. She hid them in her frizz, freezer, and I would sneak them. So they weren't hid very well. Nah, she she thought, didn't just store them in her freezer? She, uh, she, I guess she stored them in the freezer. We weren't supposed to get them. They were wrapped in this gold wrapper, and I would sneak them. She probably knew we were sneaking them. 
my favorite childhood memory of candy is when I was a little kid in Monroe, my mom would take us to Dodd's Bakery mm-hmm. in downtown Monroe. Okay. And we would get gingerbread cookies with chocolate chips instead of raisins. Okay. Fantastic. I loved going to Dodd's A gingerbread Bakery cookie with chocolate chips. Instead of raisins, like for the eyes and the nose. And the and you don't f- like raisins. Not really. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, I, they're fine. I mean, I can eat them. I'm not going to lose my... But you don't like like an oatmeal raisin cookie. It's not doing anything for you. It's not my favorite cookie. I can okay. eat it if it's the only cookie and I'm starving and I want a cookie, but it's not my favorite cookie. But the gingerbread cookie with the chocolate chips was awesome. I don't know if I've ever had a gingerbread flavored cookie with a chocolate chip. Oh, it was so good. I don't know. It's my favorite. And going to Dodd's Bakery, I look back on it now. My mom, if we went to Dodd's, my mom was in a good mood. Everybody, it was a happy time. And we'd get uh, the little, remember the little, uh, the little circular cookies that had like a Hershey kiss in it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah oh, we, they're called, ah, um, oh, crap. It's still a Christmas cookie with tons of people. Uh, what, what are those things called? What's the little. I don't know. It's a shortbread cookie or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. The, it had a little Hershey's, Hershey's kiss in the middle of it kind of thing. It's like something drop. or like, what, what Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's a chocolate it? drop. What's it called? I'm oh, a, you remember circus peanuts? Those were horrible. The little marshmallow thingies. My grandmother kept those in a bag. And like you had to really want some candy to go get those. I mean, it was... I'm sure we've had this conversation in the past. Are you a candy corn? Yes or no? Oh, God, no. It's bad. No interest. Um, no licorice. I'll eat like a Twizzler or something, but no like actual. Licorice. Well, like the red Twizzler's fine, but like licorice. You know what's funny is it's is it Italy where licorice is a is a delicacy. Oh, really? People like really love it. What's interesting about it is most people, as much as I love them, a lot of people don't like Sazeracs because they say that taste is very licoricey. It does. And I don't I don't like licorice, but I mean a Sazerac's my favorite cocktail. I like a Sazerac, but you're right. It does have a certain licorice flavor, but it's not overpowering. Like, yeah, I like don't that. notice it, but a lot of people say, especially if and I don't know what what kind of has a little of that is. star anise. I'm assuming it's if the absinthe is not rinsed out of the glass is what's Yeah, yeah it. it has like, you know, star anise, the the spice, it has a little bit of that. Okay. What was Jay doing today, by the way? He sent us that He's in um What's he doing? He's in Gatlinburg, isn't he? Is that where he's at? I think so. So he was at some establishment drinking the two ounce old fashioned. <laughs> he's he's in Gatlinburg with a giant gathering, so I fully expect Jay will come back with COVID. Good, great, awesome. Is he wearing a mask? <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I, I'm not sure. Gatlinburg doesn't feel like a mask city. Well, no. it and doesn't. Jay's always like, man, you don't. You never been to Gatlinburg? And I'm like, no, it has. It doesn't appeal to me at all. And he's like, oh, it's awesome. And I'm like, why? I, and he's like, there's lots of places to eat, but they all suck. <laughs> yeah, you're not getting culinary in Gatlinburg. Yeah, there's multiple people going to the pancake pantry. Multiple people say Jay says lots of places to eat and poop. I got scarred because my mother loves Gatlinburg. So as a kid, we go like twice a year. And by the time I got in high school, I was like, okay, I'm done. I'm never going to Gatlinburg again. Yeah, I, I've gone I've gone and seen the saltwater taffy or whatever it is made plenty of times. You go out to Cliff's Cove and maybe there's a bear. Maybe there's something. You go to the Pancake Pantry. I'm good. I mean, it's 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 it's, it's old person Disneyland. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm all right. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be okay. Chuck says he's 
was been in Italy for four years, not familiar with them liking black licorice. I don't know what country it is. It might not be. It might be like Iceland or Norway or somewhere, but there's some country where licorice is like a big deal. I have no interest. No. Looking. Um, it looks like Holland is big in the li- in the licorice. Maybe it's Holland. There you go. Holland is big in the licorice. I knew it was somewhere. Italy, Holland, it's all the same. Our customer, there's a Beehive Licorice. It is a, a company. You apparently can order it online. It says, our customers who are true licorice connoisseurs love licorice from Holland. Okay. They're big on the Holland licorice. Good for them. Yes, them. Supposedly, it's different than the licorice that we get here. It says there's a pleasant honey aftertaste. See, we get no honey right, aftertaste right, right. to our licorice. You've, they try to bitter you, bitter us out. I don't know if you know this, but there haven't been sports in five months, and I've watched a lot of Food Network. I don't know that I've turned it on. What do you watch with no sports? I don't watch TV. Like I might watch a, I'll watch a show, and I've got a few different things I'll watch show-wise, but I, I, I can't tell you the last time that I've turned the TV on and just like flipped or just tried to find something to watch. No, I don't yeah, I might turn it over to the golf channel if I already know what's on. I might flip through the movie channels and look for some kind of movie that I have have seen or not seen. But otherwise, uh. Uh-uh. So Laura says we're getting rid of, getting rid of Directv. What are you gonna do? I don't know. Our neighbor did something. I can't remember the name of it right now. And then someone mentioned Fire Stick. I don't know what we're gonna do. We're gonna do something. You want to take calls in a minute? Yeah, sure. You want to take some calls? Let's see what the people want to talk about. My, uh, mom. Well, it's because you throw it on the ground. You just, you're reckless with your headset. I mean, it is totally your fault. Avery says YouTube TV. I've heard that a lot. Leif says YouTube TV. I use, I use Hulu TV, but I mean, it's just take your pick. Zach says YouTube TV. That's three. Okay. Avery, Leif, and Zach. That's a pretty good trifecta. It's a, there's a mix there that yeah that, that, that's a, that's a strong cross section of yeah yeah and I never even tried YouTube TV I Matt Browning straight. says he has YouTube TV and loves it yeah that's I went four. straight to Hulu without even trying YouTube so Leif says you can try it out for free that's a positive I may just be going without a ear guard because that's not going to come on right now without me really okay. getting to it it's just going to hurt that's okay. Sitting weird on my head, but it's like the, that's a line from uh, "For Love of the Game." This is going to hurt. Yeah, it's in the uh, the ninth in the ninth inning, ninth when, inning when he to says to himself, "I'm gonna I'm gonna let one go here." And I'm, I, I, this is going to hurt. Told you I watched it the other night. Went all the way the day. Went all the way through it. Clear the mechanism. Josh says he has uh, Hulu and YouTube TV. Both are great. Oh, it's a Roku stick. Yeah, our neighbor has Roku. Yeah, I have a I I use Fire TV or the Fire TV little thing for priors okay. but so there you go yeah hopefully laura's listening and she can take advice okay. i just don't i don't want to be the one that makes this decision just try them both why wouldn't you do that all right we'll try whatever at&t has cable pc rebel says we have att cable and then fire sticks with netflix amazon prime and hulu zach says tcl tvs have built-in roku yeah, it's 
I have a built-in fire TV in the bedroom, but I don't even know what kind of TV it is. I don't remember. Maybe it's an LG. I don't know. Anyway. Uh, all right. Let's see. Calls. The lines are open. I'm putting the number on the screen now for people. All right. So. Is Bubba not with us tonight, obviously? I don't know. Not ringing. Hope it's not messed up again. I don't see the number yet. Well, I know, but he already knew it. He was saving his phone. Oh, okay. I got you. He didn't need that. UTT, ATTU versus fiber optic cable TV. Okay. Yeah. that And that just got to my neighborhood. It's 2590991, right? That sounds right. Okay. So did you get a review on YouTube versus Hulu? Uh, it, it's kind of going on in the stream right now. Okay. Yeah, I don't think Bubba's with us tonight. That's, it would have already come in by now. He might be on a repo somewhere. Out on a call? Yeah, it could be. Might have went all the Hopefully way Hopefully nothing's wrong with senior or junior. Might have gone all the way over to... Well, he's from Ripley, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, anyway... Let me most talk number is uh numbers there. We have baseball in a week. Basketball still two weeks away. Yeah, right? baseball starts on the twenty third. Basketball starts on the thirtieth. So yeah, a week and two weeks. Sports is supposedly coming back. MLS is playing now. It's awful. What do you mean? Well, if you watch English Premier League and then Serie A or however you say that, Carson would correct me. And then you watch, which is the Italian Soccer League, and then you watch uh, Major League Soccer. It's like watching a, a NFL game and then watching a high school game. So we're that far behind in our professional soccer. Yeah, it's bad. Is it worse because they're just out of the rusty or whatever? I mean, is there some of that? I don't know. I think it's talent. Oh, yeah, life sent us something. See? Oh, we got something else? Oh, yeah. Okay. All right, so while we're waiting for calls, life sent us a package. Life, Benson, there's a lot of wood in here. Life, you're going to have to help me with what the wood is. I think he told me in an email, but it's been a week where I've gotten hundreds of emails, and I may have forgotten. The uh, wood. Yeah, it's it's all talent. It's just English Premier League is just better. Okay. Just hold on a second before you pull it all out. We got a call. We'll come back to it in a second. Worried about it. Oh, there it is. You're getting worried about it. Well, I thought there was nothing else in there, and I think there was supposed to be something else in there, but there it is. Okay. What's going on? Hey, you know, Chase and Bubba, how y'all doing? You're late. What happened? Bubba, everything okay? Yeah, I'm just, uh, my my wife came and I, I'm about my fifth mail ride in and then realized, oh, Lord, I got to call y'all. Yeah. But uh, she brought altered night and, man, it's horrible beer. So it's like drinking water. Yeah, but, it, uh, it is water. Anyway. Have you tried that new, yeah. what, what is it? Was it Bush Light or who was it come out with the apple beer this, this week? Was it Bush Light? No, is it Bush? I haven't seen it. You haven't seen this? I, I tell you how bad. Stop. No, what? I tell you how bad this ultra. 
What? No, go ahead, Bob. I'll tell you how bad I'll tell you how bad the ultra is. Senior normally I'll give him a beer, he'll sit there and bark at me. It's so bad I gave him one and he drank about about a third of it and that's it. He just went over, looked at me, laid down, licked his butt and I said, I, I feel you, brother. He was sad. Yeah, he was sad. Junior, he'll drink anything. He he's a sweeter, dumber version of senior, unfortunately. <laughs> he has no shame. Yeah. But anyway. Um, I've got some good news and some bad news. Um, bad news first. Bad news always. first. Bad news first always. Okay. Well, the uh, grandkids came from Alabama and they uh, just about burned my place down. The uh, little, little hellions lit the shed on fire with fireworks, unfortunately. I got the John Deere out. Mary ran over and she just shushy tanned her head and sent him back to to Seligent, but anyway. I was going to uh, ask where they were from in Alabama, and Seligent would have been very high up on the list of guesses. So, okay. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, but the the good news is the senior's out of the cone of shame, and uh, he's doing well, and uh, <laughs> he, he made it out. <laughs> That's good. But uh, no, uh, no repo news for me, um, but I did get exposed to the Rona. I had to get a, um, a Corona test with a swab. I tell you what, man, that was like a hot poker night getting that thing done. I hope you boys don't have to get it. But anyway, I slept two days out on the porch. I got the results back, and I'm I'm good. So, uh, but other than all the mosquito bites all over me, make your eyes water, your nose bleed. How bad? How bad was it? Mary made you sleep outside while you waited on the results. Yep, she wouldn't let me in the house. So she's like, uh. -uh." So anyway, she's petrified of that. feel like I had to get some kind of suit put put in to go inside. So anyway, um, that's really all that's happening with me. I'm glad you boys had a glad you had a good vacation. Neil, got some sun on you. Look, yeah, you looking like the rich man you are. And yeah, hope uh, glad <laughs> glad to see you boys are back. And rich until there's no football. <laughs> won't be rich after that. Well, yeah, that's what I was going to ask you. I know you boys have said a lot of things. What are you What are you hearing from Old Miss? I'll hang up, and I really appreciate you boys. And welcome back. Appreciate it, Bubba. Thanks, Bubba. Uh, well, I mean, nothing really yet. Everybody's in a holding pattern. The SEC is trying to wait. They're doing the best they can to hold, well, off, and hold off and hold off. Um, there's been talk, at least, of the ACC and the Big 12 kind of doing a little package deal to keep to, to, to preserve a lot of games between those three conferences that were already set. Look, if you're going to do an eight-game schedule. Okay. You have time. You could wait till the first weekend of October to start and play eight games. Hell, you could wait till the middle of October to play eight games. And now they're not going to do that. No, but you've got time. You can chill a minute. You don't have to do this right away. Yeah. Who's on the line? Frank, how you doing? Hey, Frank. What's up? What's up? Just sitting up here in New York listening to you guys. And uh, Oh, is this Coach New? Yes. Hey, Coach. How are you? We're good. Good, good. So, what do you think? We're going to play football this year or not? What do you think? Overall. I think we are. I think there's a, the, the best team to play are the service academies because those kids are in the bubble. They're not going out Wednesday nights and Thursday nights bar hopping. You know, they're stuck in. So, yeah. I think those are the safest guys to play. Well, you know what? It's kind of interesting. And, and Oklahoma is, is certainly not a service academy, but if you look at them t- today, they tested – I don't know. I can't remember the exact number. 105. Let's just call it that number. That's close to right. 
and they, they had zero positives. Yeah. The other day, Kentucky, which is not a service academy, uh, Kentucky tested 166 people, including uh, you know coaches and staff and all the players. No positives. I mean, I think there's a lot of I think there's a lot of positive news, not positive tests, but positive news. I do. I I think. I don't want to get on the conspiracy theory because everybody in my field gets mad at me, and I, I get it. But there's 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 an over dramatization of this, in my opinion. I think there's a path to playing the games where the kids are safe. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. You know, it's it's funny. Um, I don't know if it's funny, but you know, everybody keeps talking about the Ivy League, the Ivy League. You know, mm-hmm. but. The Ivy League, I mean, up here, I, I posted on the message board, the, you know, lacrosse up here in the Northeast is real big. Right. And Yale played in the 19, uh, 2019-2018 championships. They won one. And this year they had the number two, three, and five team in the nation. Those teams compete for national championships, unlike the rest of the Ivies. And they didn't cancel the season to the last minute. So don't tell me, oh, you know, they're out in front. Yeah, they're out in front when it didn't matter. But when they had teams that could win a national championship, they were just like everybody else. You know, so, I mean, that just, it makes me laugh when they, uh, people talk about that. And, you know, you were saying about, uh, I think it's all financial, a lot of it's financial. I mean, if, like, you had Keith Carter on, and he said, you know, you can't bring, you know, we need half the stadium full. So if you bring in a team for, uh, I don't know, who's southeast Missouri or whatever they are, yeah. for $1.1 million, say, and then you're going to lose another 300000 you might as well say it's a, uh, a natural catastrophe, as Northern Illinois AD said, and yeah. so you don't lose, you're going to lose on top of what you lost. Yeah, I, you know, I, I, to- Chase said this earlier, Frank, and I agree with him completely. I, I, I think at, at most... It's in it's whatever the conference schedule is, and I think eight is more realistic than ten. Chase can correct yeah, me if, yeah. if he, no, I'm good. And then if you tell me they play one non league game against a power five team, whether it's Baylor or whatever, it's it's that. I think the other games, you know, the Southeast Missouri and hell, I don't know who else is on the schedule. I can't remember. It's been years. Connecticut right. was. Yeah, I, I don't think those games happen. And I, I don't think there's any chance those games happen. And and so when people say, like, the MEAC today announced that they're not going to play fall sports, and everybody's like, oh, God, see, another domino. I'm like, that that domino has nothing. <laughs> that domino doesn't really? impact the Power Five at all. Right, right. I mean, you know, those teams for the most part lose money anyway. Yeah, I mean, if, 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 if when people say there's a domino to fall, the dominoes are the Power Five leagues, Notre Dame, and arguably BYU. Right. That's it. I mean, otherwise, yeah. and I, I mean this with no disrespect toward the group of five at all, but the power five can survive without the group of five. Oh, yeah, with that, you know, and, you know, like I'm much older than you guys and probably your audience, but when I was growing up, the power, the, the group of five had one bowl game. It was like the Tangerine Bowl. That was it. Yeah. You know, now they're all over. So they've grown a lot. So, you know, I... I, I just think, you know, like you said, everybody's out in front and doom and gloom, you know, they, and like you said, all these teams are are uh, testing positive, but if, God forbid, you uh, three guys pass, uh, test, uh, I mean, the guys, pet, uh, they test positive, three pos- test positive, it's all over the news. 
But if you know teams, you know, have great slates, nothing oh, crickets. Uh, Frank, you want a great example? It was from yesterday. There was a race held in Bristol with what thirty thousand, twenty five thousand, twenty thousand, yeah, twenty thousand fans. Mm. It was not news. The media didn't right. touch it, and so everybody goes, "Neil, you're even wrong. the race headlines didn't have the attendance finally being there." Right. In them. Yeah, that was it, it's like, wait a minute, hold up, hold up. So that's not news. I, yeah, I totally agree. Totally agree. But I, you know, like I said, you guys are the like you said hand raised guys, guys with common sense. Yeah, unfortunately, we're not we're not in that realm right now with a lot of these these takes. So what's the deal with the with the the service academies? What do you anticipate with them doing? Well, well, uh, the AD came out. Uh, Buddy said they're going to try to play twelve games because unlike uh, civilian universities, these kids only get four years. You know, they're they're there to be officers. So he wants to get twelve games. But you know, you had Princeton and Bucknell are out. So right now they're down to ten. So they're going to see who they can. You know possibly get to play i know um oklahoma is supposed to come to west point this year so we'll see what, this year yeah. yeah so we'll see what happens with them you know because that's going to be the that's a, a huge game and oklahoma wants to play in mikey stadium they don't want to play they want to be at west point and play mm-hmm. i would love so. to go to a game there oh you guys should come up yeah come up. I'd, I'd love i'd love to go to a game at, at west point and then I, I shouldn't say this with you right here. I'd love to go to a game in Annapolis. Well, Annapolis the, is really nice. Yeah, I'd love to. I'd I love to that, do both yeah. of that. That would be awesome. That'd be like you know. And, people talk about bucket list stuff, Frank, and for me, that's kind of if I think about it long enough, those are sort of bucket list deals. I'd love to go to a game at West Point, go to a game in Annapolis, and then I've always and I'm going to do it the next time they play. I, I'm I'm going to go to the Army Navy game because I just think it's awesome. Well, you got to let us, let me know, you know, and uh, come on up and. We can get you know get some tickets and, and go. Yeah, that'd be <laughs> awesome. Right I'd, up there, yeah. I'd love it's to see wild. it. I'd love to see it. I think it'd be cool. Yeah, especially if you win. <laughs> well, fair, <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, fair enough. I'm going to tell you, my I don't want to keep you from your other calls. My first year coaching sprint, we won the championship and uh, we finished like six and one because at that time sprint wasn't as big as it is now. And I'll never forget, I met a, a, a an army of a West Point alum, and he said, uh, "Oh, yeah, I had my sprint showing. You coach, you coach sprint, or you know, know anybody? I mean, yeah, I'm one of the coaches." He said, uh, "I said, uh, oh, we won the championship." And then he just said, "Did you beat Navy?" <laughs> yeah. That was it. Yeah. Did you beat Navy? You know. So, but I don't want to keep you guys. Great talking to you. Great listening to you yeah. guys. And uh, I hope to talk to you soon again. Great hearing from you. Hey, uh, uh, Carson's been wearing the the Army shorts and the Army shirt throughout the summer, so thanks a lot. Oh, good. Yeah, Dana, my my youngest, is the uh, the equipment manager for basketball, so we'll have to grab some more stuff. Excellent. Thanks, Frank. Appreciate you. Okay, guys. Have a great night. You too. Bye-bye. Great guy. Awesome. Fantastic guy. Turned me into a Napoleon Army guy. Like, oh, yeah. Like, the I, Army cheer, Navy thing. I cheer like, for yeah, Army sure. in the Army yeah, Navy yeah, game. Yeah. And I was like, why? And I'm like, well, I have this friend up there that's an yeah, Army yeah. guy. Yeah, you haven't heard of the Bushlight Apple? No. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. 
What? Why are you laughing? Well, I'm not laughing, but no, I haven't. I mean, it's already bush light as it is, and now we're putting apple into it as well. But yeah, yeah it's so, disgusting. Yeah, like I found a story here. And what do you put, like a Jolly Rancher down in the bottom of it and see what happens? The quote from uh, their VP of Value Brands at Anheuser-Busch. You know you're good when you're in the value brand category <laughs> at, at, at Anheuser-Busch. Yeah. It says the development and launch of Bushlight Apple is one of the most significant moments in our brand's 65 years history. We tested this flavor and knew immediately our fans would love the crisp, refreshing taste. And uh, if you go to the go to the website, it says Bushlight Apple is a refreshing light lager combining the crispness of bush with the light sweetness of apple flavor. It's like the sound of refreshment meets the taste of the orchard. Yeah, sure. Have no interest. So Leif sent us some uh, bourbon-soaked planks. Oh, okay. And then he sent me some, uh, he says this is bourbon that is older than Carson. Okay. He can't tell me where it came from. So there's one for you, although you're being a, a good little boy over there. I basically stopped drinking. Um, That's your problem. No, you're the one talking about Bush Light Apple, <laughs> not me. I am kind of curious now though what this is. I mean, now now, now we got a little bit of a treasure hunt going on. So it looks pretty. That's got a good color to it. It does. It's like what else do we know about it? Is life still in our thing? Do, do, we, do we get a proof hint at least something? I don't know. I don't know if Life's still here or not. Life might have had to run off to one of the kids or something. Yeah, they're telling you to fall off the wagon. Yeah, I saw that. Good influences, guys. Mm-hmm. I haven't stopped drinking. I just don't think about it. I don't know. It's weird. Life says you would know the brand. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. About 114 proof. Well, it's getting into my kind of territory. Not quite hot enough for you. Yeah, it's you need like little, 144. A little, little mild. Um, Chase, like, you got any Everclear with some caramel color? <laughs> don't don't even cut it. Just pull it straight from yeah, there or whatever. Yeah. It's all. It's all uh, you got any 200 proof? Yeah, it's all good. Strike, uh, strike a match. Uh, yes, we are getting shirts. Um, the pandemic has affected shipping and ordering tremendously there are tons of issues with uh with that i guess we could have uh done some things a little more local and probably made that work a little better but hey it, it is what it well, is well it is what it is I, yeah this i'm about pandemic out well it's sh- shipping and, and postage has been affected almost as much as any industry as far as the delays and the things on different things and and whatnot um like i ordered a couple golf clubs probably a month and a half ago and it was supposed to take Plus, take seven to ten days, and it took seriously like six weeks to to, to get them. Because you're also got stuff on the processing end, because they're not putting as many workers in factories and around one another. Yeah. So all the the manpower is down on that end, trying to get uh trying to get stuff done. So yeah. Life, do I need to soak the planks? Or are they they good to go? Yeah, are they already soaked? And you're you're good. Well, they're well, soaked I mean, you, in bourbon. I mean, you definitely got to soak them in something to not burn them, right? I w- I would think. He says he cooked a brisket on them. Oh. That's fascinating. Because you would think that the wood would burn up over the course of the time for a brisket. He says they're good to go. Okay. Interesting. So Matt Mott, the old Miss soccer coach, yeah. is a big sous vide guy. And he's been giving me all I these. I saw that's how he cooked his shoulder against Malloy, right? Yeah. In the, in the, in the competition. So he took his shoulder to like 150 on the sous vide and then he finished it on his big green egg. Matt Mott's setup in his backyard is phenomenal. 
It's really cool. We had him sitting here and he was already worried about it because I'm I'm using just as an example of what I don't think is going to happen. How, how many shakes am I going to give Malloy tomorrow when I mention his his sport with potential cutting or anything? As, a, <laughs> as an example of what uh, he hates me you know, and, and I really like Chris, so I'm, I feel bad about it all. But I, I don't. I think they're okay. But we need football to happen, man. I mean, there's no joking about it. I mean, we need football to happen. Everyone needs football to happen. This it doesn't matter what your record is this year. This is a this is a one-off year. We just need the games to be played, the TV contract to be met, and at some point we've got to learn how to live with this damn thing. Not to get preachy, but at some point we have to learn how to live with this thing. We this this zero risk um uh, policy doesn't work. Life doesn't work that way. And I don't want to get preachy as we're I'm kind of trying to catch a buzz here, but it doesn't work like that. Life doesn't work like that. If it's going to work like that, then don't get in your car. Mm-hmm. PC Rebel says, do you like watermelon flavor? Because he has a cocktail recipe. be interested in that. Uh, I'm, I'm okay with it. Wait, are we talking about like fresh watermelon or are we talking about like the liqueur stuff? Or like the Jolly Rancher watermelon. Yeah. I saw who who replied. Ravel replied. To Ravel you. replied. Okay. Yeah, we, he always does. We we had words, and then he did the deal where he intentionally misspelled my name, like it was an insult, which is the equivalent of what a eleven year old girl would do. What a puss! Mandel didn't write back. Mm-mm. Nice. Ravel's like not even human. Like it just, just. Well, did you see his take on the Redskins thing today, or the Washington NFL team, whatever we call the them? Snyder now? thing. Yeah, I mean, he was like, "Oh, that won't be enough to take him down." It's like, hey, man, that might not be what you want to read into that story. Yeah, give give it a read if you'd like, but fresh watermelon juice. I'm all in. Are you? Yeah, yeah. 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 Everyone else in my family loves watermelon. It's not my thing. I don't hate it. I can eat it if I have to, but like I would never volunteer to go. Hey, I have some, some vacation one year, and the place was at did a watermelon and jalapeno mojito. Oh, they got the spicy and the sweet. All yeah. this, oh, really, really good. I mean, I mean, excellent. Um, I saw a, a great. Uh, it was a cathead pecan vodka mule recipe. Oh, we found something for it. Okay. Yeah, it sounds delicious. Let's see if I can find it. Here it is. I'm waiting for my internet to go. There it goes. Oh, let's see. I'll have to find it in a minute. Sorry. It didn't pull up immediately. Okay. Oops. Yeah, I don't like the the artificial watermelon taste, but if we're talking about actual watermelon, then yeah, we're we're good. Got to put that pl- banana, plenty of salt on it. Yeah, no thanks on the banana. I'm good. I don't, I don't see how you can not like a banana daiquiri. It's I cannot, impossible. I cannot like it by not liking it. <laughs> it makes no sense. I don't like a strawberry daiquiri either. So you don't like? Do you like a real daiquiri like the lime? Yeah. Oh the, yeah, yeah, the yeah. The lime, the rum, and the Love syrup. It. But if you start putting a bunch of stuff in it, no, no, I'm talking about just a. It, 
I've Lime, said, I've, rum, simple syrup. Yeah, in. And I've said this too on the thing. It's how you rate a bar. You walk into a bar and you go, I want a daiquiri. And that's all you say. No, that's fair. And if they go, strawberry? And you go, okay, never I'm mind. Out. I'm, I'm, I'm done. That's it. Or We're you finished. can say, I'd like an old-fashioned. And if they start muddling cherries, you're like, I'm done. Just give me a beer. Heavy on the club soda. Give, and me, it all give me a beer. What beer do you have on tap? Thank you, sir. Well, I told you I walked to the place in Oxford that night. And I said, I wanted to Sazerac, but I said, do you have any absinthe? And they said, well, we have absolute. And I went, oh, <laughs> You're like, no, oh. I'll have a Coors Light. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> so what bourbon on the rocks are my choices tonight? Yeah. What, what bourbons do you have? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> no, in the summer, it's, it's hard to beat a really well done daiquiri in the summer. That's. That's way up there. That could that that could that could that could get me back into it again. There's a there's a there's no doubt. So I don't know. Uh let's see. Your Thunder are gonna win a series, maybe? What do you think? Yeah, I think they might win a series. Yeah. So here it is. It's a pecan. Okay. So it is one ounce of cathead pecan vodka. Okay. A half cup of ginger infused simple syrup. Okay. A cup of club soda. A fresh lime squeezed. Two lime wedges. Um It's basically a mule. You you bring the sugar and the water. You you make the uh, uh let's see. That's about it. You fill uh, two copper mugs with ice, pour a half ounce pecan vodka over ice in each cup, add a quarter cup of ginger-infused simple syrup in each cup, add a half cup of club soda or sparkling water, juice half a lime in each cup, garnish with a fresh lime wedge, stir and enjoy. It's a little too much simple syrup for my taste. I would probably change some of the, uh, I would probably change some of the, the ratios. I'd add more vodka, use less simple syrup. What do you do in the daiquiri? Usually it's, I think, two ounces rum, almost an ounce of lime juice, maybe three quarters of an ounce, and just a hit of something. Yeah, I always bring the lime down to about half an ounce because otherwise it can be too tart. Okay. And then, so you're basically doing a rum martini almost at that point. We're yeah, just, a little bit. Just pouring a lot of rum in a glass and hitting well, it with a couple yeah, things. Yeah, it's the same thing. You just change the ratios, but it's the same principles. Where do you fall on Manhattan's? I like them going down my throat. Okay. Are you ordering one? Uh, not before I would order an old fashioned or a Sazerac, but if you told me, Hey, we don't have those. We can make a great Manhattan. I'm like, okay, I'm in. I don't have a problem with that. Okay. Usually rye instead of bourbon is a the thing there. Um, I, I, I get, if somebody's trying to make it with bourbon, it's a little too sweet. I like the rye for the spice a little bit more mm-hmm. than Manhattan. Yeah, I like rye in an old fashioned. Oh yeah, I know much prefer big time because you're already doing so much else to sweeten it. Yeah, you need that little bit of that kick or a little bit of that finish. It balances out, makes it great. It either's got to be a pretty high proof bourbon with some complexity, which frankly you shouldn't be making them old fashioned with to begin with, or a uh, yeah, or a rye. And frankly, sometimes you get a rye that's really really good, and you realize that you know what? I don't really want to put all this other stuff. Put I just want to put an ice cube. The good rye is like that. The problem is that a medium or a bad rye will get 
get kind of well that's where you you want to use a medium rye for an old-fashioned if if you told me hey you get a bottle of whatever that you can kind of find it it's midwinter night's dram rye yeah from from high west Uh i mean that's that's what i want that's my favorite and then you're not messing with it oh no 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 probably drinking it neat probably not even putting an ice cube in it yeah most likely something like that so yeah no and not even not even a uh a little bit this is the date dimaggio got his 56 straight uh or kid in 56 straight game July 16th, 1941. Crazy. For that one. I, it's the record that won't be broken. I do remember when I was a kid, Pete Rose got to 44 games. He lost it in Atlanta, I think. The Braves got him. It was It was a big deal. Should be a Hall of Famer? Yes, no. Pete Rose? Yeah. Would you vote for him? No. You wouldn't? He. If you ever go into a Major League Baseball clubhouse, it's rule number one. Don't bet on baseball. 4,256 hits and not in the Hall of Fame. But was he a great player? Of course. Yeah. He was a great player. But if the one that is not in that I would put in is Barry Bonds. I don't know that I would vote for him or not. I, I don't think so because he annoys me even more because he was a Hall of Famer before it. You know what I mean? Like, I almost have a little bit more empathy for the guy who's just trying to hang on and whatever than... I mean, Barry Bonds was going to be that 40-40, year-in, year-out oh, superstar. He was going to be a multi-time MVP, no matter what. Yeah. I just... He got, it's that part of it that I can't... He got bothered by the Maguire-Sosa attention and started doing his thing. I just don't... I don't think I could vote for Bonds. I really don't. Wouldn't have voted for Palmero or any of that. Oh, no, no, no. Because Palmero, if he doesn't cheat, he's Mark Grace. And we don't ever talk about Mark Grace being a Hall of Famer. That's probably a good comp. Yeah, they're the same guy. They came up in the same cup system. They traded Palmero because he was sleeping with Ryan Sandberg's wife. Oh, really? Yeah. It was a problem. We got asked this on Twitter the other night. Who do you think Billy Chappell was modeled after? Oh, I saw that. Yeah. So the name that initially came to mind, and then I went, no, it's not him because it was too early, was Justin Verlander. Way too early. Though. Way too early. I thought, if you told me who... You said Clemens. No, no, no. I said Glavin. I thought he was Tom Glavin. A right-handed Glavin? Well, because Clemens was, I think it was Matt that said it, I get it because he had kind of that mentality and whatever. And we're talking about a superstar. I mean, obviously. Yeah, look, yeah, yeah. We don't know his career stats, though. We know he won a World Series. But based on he the won movie. He won a Cy Young. He won an MVP. Yeah, based on the movie, Billy Chappell was a star. Yeah. And he had to be incredibly recognizable. At the end of his career. Like, not just a little recognizable, but. No, it was, so it's got to be that Clemens, yeah, Nolan Ryan yeah, yeah, type. Yeah. Absolutely. But it didn't feel like he was a strikeout artist. Before the hand injury? Well, now maybe before that. Maybe he was... Because he was before the hand injury. Okay. And then he had to learn how to pitch. So he became a little more of a sinker ball guy and all that. Yeah, that yeah. Deal. He had to learn okay. how to exercise his craft. He was kind of a Jack Morris Tigers guy. Okay. The guy that kept coming to mind for me was... And I knew it was wrong. Because his, his career in the movie spans from 84. 81. Because he would have won the 84 World Series. 81 to 2000-ish. Yeah. 
Yeah, the Tigers won it in 84. The so glory days of baseball. Yeah. And I guess you're around 19 years. You win 300 games. I mean, you're going to be recognizable everywhere you go. At least back well, then. Back then, yeah. Yeah, right. But like Greg Maddox never came to mind. Le- I thought about Hershiser, but it yeah. wasn't a long enough deal there. Yeah, Leif said Hershiser. That didn't come to mind. <sighs> I don't know. I mean, it's not modeled after anybody, but it's just... Yeah, it's not. It's 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 really good though. Here's what's funny, and I, it has a Verlander current I, feel to it. I now. took a little deep. It does. I took a little deep dive on this. They were talking about you know they flashed his stats up, um, at the start of the game or whatever you know like the telecast, uh-huh. and he would pitched like 220 innings. I mean, he's still been a workhorse. Oh yeah, it's like 220 innings. He was eight and eleven. But this is the height of the steroid era, okay? Uh-huh. He went 8-11 and 11 in the AL with a 3.5 ERA. Yeah, he was getting screwed. I mean, oh, the, dude. His team was not a scoring A 3.5 ERA in 2000 in the AL would have been like 17-2. and two. <laughs> yeah. That dude's not losing. <laughs> no. Because they're hitting bombs everywhere out of yeah, the ballpark. Yeah. Yeah. Now, he walked too many to have, a th- to have that ERA. It was like... I forget what the number was, but it was like 100 and something versus like 90 walks. Like, it was a pretty tight... K to walk ratio, but yeah, I mean that was yeah. Still took a little deep dive at forty years throwing two hundred twenty innings. Oh, now that's a horse. That's, that's a horse. Yeah, that's why they kept him around. That's taking the ball every fifth day and earning your he, key. He's still probably selling some tickets. Yeah, he's gonna fill up the innings. Like the Tigers are going. Yeah, we're cool. Yeah, ride this thing out yeah. until you want to get traded to the Giants. Yeah, what are the Giants thinking? Why do you want the forty-one <laughs> yeah. year old? Why are you trading for him? Of all I mean, people, they think he's still going to sell tickets. Because <laughs> I mean, the, the Tigers are clearly cutting Gus Sinski at the end of the year. Oh yeah, yeah, he's out. Sinski's out. He's selling cars. Mickey Hart's on his way out. Yeah, Billy told us that. Yeah, they'd already traded Simon Birch. I mean, we got a lot of stuff going on here. I mean, it's 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 the Scarecrow, Kevin Tappany. Um. Oh yeah, certain Kevin Tappany flavor to that. It's amazing how far baseball's fallen. Amazing. Because when I was a kid, man, Jack Morris was a superstar. A modern-day Jack Morris, a modern-day John Smoltz is a nobody. I actually looked up the stats. Mucina didn't win enough games. Mike Mucina had a hell of a long career. Oh, yeah. It has a Mucina flavor to it. That's a great name. But didn't win enough games. I thought about that one. I looked it up. Um, Because we find it here. This is actually kind of interesting for Mucina. We're just talking at this point. Um, And I get wins don't matter. I'm not being that guy. Mike Mucina only won 20 games one time, and it was his very last year. Yeah, he was on my fantasy team for about 11 years. Yeah, I mean, it's... He went 270 and 153. I mean, hell of a career. Yeah. But I got to feel like Chapel won in 300 games. And he was injured in 95, 96. <laughs> well, he was, had a hand injury. Yeah, Come back yeah. for a while. Well, it, it's circular saw. But we're talking about, 80, <laughs> we're talking about 81 to 95. <laughs> probably won 300 games. Yeah, probably. Mucina could have. He pitched for some bad Orioles teams. Yeah, because I've actually got the equivalent. Well, no, he went. He was from that town in Pennsylvania. 
Where was he from? It's Pennsylvania. Montoursville. Sure. What happened in Montoursville that was so tragic? He was born in Williamsport. Off my thing I have here. He's a, uh, a coach now. Oh, really? Yeah. Like a basketball coach, a girls basketball coach or something. He only went 13 and 10 in 98 with a 3.4 ERA in 98. So that kind of speaks to it a little bit. The next year he goes 18 and 7 with a 3.5 ERA. Roy Halladay. Certain Halladay quality to Billy Chapel. Halladay kind of found it into his career a little bit. Is a stud. Nobody better there for a while. That Roy Halladay Phillies Cardinals game, I think it was Chris Carpenter. One of the greatest games ever played. The Cardinals won. It's a great pitched game. He changed an orange arm motion, Halladay. Halladay, I can't yeah, remember. Didn't he, didn't he? That John Smoltz. Jack Morris game seven NLCS game or World Series game was yeah. phenomenal. First memory. Yeah, Josh asked, remember when Kerry Wood busted onto the scene? I do. Neil's very well versed in that one. Very. Kerry Wood's last game, 2012, Ole Miss was playing baseball at Vanderbilt. I sat in a hotel room in Nashville and watched the end of Kerry Wood's career and it got a little. There was people cutting onions in that room for some reason. Never saw them, but I could feel the onions in my eyes. The, ALC, the NLCS would still be the one sports game you would want back if you got to change one, right? Even though they won in sixteen, uh, or has it changed? Because of that? Yeah, I mean, I guess. I mean, I I, I don't know. It, it, would you whole, rather have a Thunder win somewhere? Maybe. Would one win change something? Maybe so. I might change. Knowing what I know today, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would change. The the Thunder would, would, would beat the Warriors in that game six. The Clay Thompson game wouldn't have happened. The Thor Thunder would have held on and won. Because I got to enjoy the World Series win with my family. Yeah. And I wouldn't have had that if they won in 03. It wouldn't have, been the, it wouldn't have been the same thing. It was a... The coolest sports moment of my life was in my driveway with yeah, with, yeah. with my family, my wife and kids. Everybody was so happy for me. I mean, the only other person in the family who's that big of a Cubs fan is Carson. Had I gotten one game back, it's got to be the Rams in an FC Championship game. That's it. Yeah, of course, because they would have won two Super Bowls. I think Bowls. they would have won. Yeah. I think they beat the Patriots. Yeah, they're they'd the best have, team they'd in the NFL. They'd have two Super Bowls. And, then, and it fully encapsulates that era. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, 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 you could close the window on it and go, hey, this was awesome. But my point being, it's that one. It's not 06. Because that team would have been that – would, that would, they would have had their hands full with Peyton and the Colts in the Super Bowl. They would have been an underdog that night, that day. The, when the Bears beat the crap out of them in Chicago. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They would have lost. That's not the one you want to No, take. they would have lost. They would have lost in the same way the Bears lost. I covered that team. That team was not a champion. Yeah. It's the Rams game, and if you had to, if you, I couldn't pick that one. It's the loss in San Francisco in 2011 because they would have come back home and played the Giants yeah, in the and, NFC Championship game. And probably and beaten them. Because they'd already hammered the Giants on Monday Night Football because I was at the game earlier in the year. Yeah. And then they played the Super Bowl. That that's yeah. It's one of those two, but it's um. Matt Browning says the LaSalle game would be his. 
bet there's not a lot of people that would pick the 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 college basketball game for Ole Miss fans. I can see that though. That LaSalle game may have cost you a Final Four. We've been down that road. Yeah, that one or the Valpo one. Either way, brackets opened up. You yeah, shots both yeah. times. Yeah, it was right there. Big Ben says, "Is the Cubs window completely closed?" I don't think so. Not necessarily. Obviously, I would like Laquan to not have broken his leg, but I don't pick the Auburn game there because they still had Arkansas. Like it was, I think that thing still goes sideways on them in fourteen. I think maybe. You it's think that sh- changes? That's a show we probably could do if there's no season. A deep dive into the 2014 season mm-hmm. where we go game by game by game. Yep. If they beat Auburn and Laquan doesn't break his leg, that Arkansas game's different. I don't know how different. We'd have to really dive into it. I'm not in a place to do that right Everybody's right saying 4th and 25 down our stream right now. Yeah, I get that. Because the majority of Ole Miss fans would rather have fourth and twenty-five than LSU O three. Yeah, well, because it gives you a playoff opportunity. Yeah, I mean, now you have to still feel like they're going to win those two games coming up after. Well, that's changed some mindset. That's the other show we can do is is do a deep dive where we get realistic and piss off a bunch of people and really dive into what would have happened had fourth and twenty-five not happened. Mm -hmm. Had Ole Miss won that game in overtime. Was, I guess it would have been the end, in regu- end of regulation. Had Ole Miss won that game, how would the other games have played out? Because it would have been different. I think they still win them on surface, but I, I, that's a show we could do. We could dive in deep on that season. It's it's Valpo or LaSalle for basketball. Football, it's one of those two. Yeah. It's 4th and 25. Yeah, and baseball is the Evan button. No, it's not. It's game three against Texas. Because let Mike get to Omaha oh, see, I don't, five I don't remember to that try one. to win. Okay. Because you wonder if he gets there in year four or whatever it would have been, if or year five, if everything kind of changes after that. Also, that was the best team in the country, and you're knocking out the national champions. So they go to Omaha as the favorite and play through Omaha as the favorite. That 9 team, I argued this was Zach, from a fully healthy standpoint, it's the best team Mike's ever had. I'll, I'll, I'll die on that hill. But Biddle was hurt, so I don't know if they're running it through. Well, when Biddle term. was healthy... They're the best team in the country. For those few weeks, they were the best team in the country. Yeah. Because he was throwing on Sundays. Yeah, 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 yeah. They, um, they had Pomeranz and, and Irwin uh, and, and Biddle, and they actually had bullpen arms, and they were brutal. Yeah. The, 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 what would have been... The, the part of the Ole Miss Arkansas game, if you change it and you say Ole Miss goes on and wins the SEC, where we got cheated, that's a bigger picture than what would have happened with Ole Miss, is what would have happened with the playoff. The committee had to take four teams, and they either were going to screw Ole Miss, Alabama, or Ohio State. Or Oklahoma. I can't remember which one. Yeah. It doesn't matter. But they were going to have to screw a big boy or Ole Miss. And Ole Miss had that bad loss to Memphis. It was bad. But Ole Miss had beaten Alabama in Tuscaloosa. And Ole Miss in this scenario would have been the SEC champ. Alabama would have been 11-1 and with with a loss to Ole Miss. And they would not have been the SEC champion. And the committee was going to have to sit there and like, 
hey, someone passed me the dope. I mean, this is an impossible decision because quite frankly, if you think about it objectively, if you're the committee, there's no win there. Because if they if they put Alabama in it, I've got a criticism. Well, Ole Miss beat Alabama. In Tuscaloosa. And if they put Ole Miss in it, I've got a criticism. Ole Miss got beat by three touchdowns at Memphis. Yeah. So that would have been the fascinating thing from a debate standpoint. You would have been able to take either one of those teams Mm -hmm. and make a very compelling argument against them. The argument against Alabama is very simple. Ole Miss went to Tuscaloosa and beat their ass. Yeah. The argument against Ole Miss is very simple. Ole Miss got mauled at Memphis. Got mauled at Florida. Good teams don't get mauled at Memphis. Yeah, but they would have canceled the Florida thing out by beating them. But the Memphis loss would have been the big giant boil on the side of the face that it, it, it doesn't go away. It's like, yeah, she's gorgeous, but look at that. It wouldn't have been Cindy Crawford's mole. No, no, it would have been a no. boil like okay. with pus coming out of it. <laughs> Abscessed. She's hot, but man, look at that. It would have been an impossible argument. In my opinion, Chase, and I've said this for a while, in my opinion, that decision, however it was made, would have led to an eight-team playoff five years ago. There's a group in here that say 3 Ole Miss because it guarantees it. You've won the West. Yeah, but... You- but they'd have played Georgia in the SEC championship game, and if you win, you play in the Sugar Bowl. In the against Sugar Ohio Bowl against State. somebody, but it doesn't. You don't win a championship. No. Now here's where it's different. Eli wins the Heisman, and so you have a Heisman Trophy. You think he wins the Heisman? Absolutely, the absolutely. Stats don't change. Nichols just hits two. I goals. don't give a damn. Twenty seventeen. He, he wins. Eli wins the Heisman. Eight and eight and zero in the league. Eli wins the Heisman. Okay. No doubt. Is that bigger than a national championship? No. But you have to... It's the safer pick. I guess. Kind of, maybe. It's the sentimental. Because the the person that's not... That, that, that it's Arizona safety goes, well, you're changing some mindsets. What if LSU just comes in and pops us the next week and blah, blah, blah. You know, I mean... Now, Ole Miss ran out of LSU out of the building that night. Yeah. My gut feeling is that Ole Miss doesn't lose to LSU. And that Ole Miss still goes to state and ruins... Prescott senior night. Mm-hmm. And then Ole Miss destroys Florida. Because it's uh, Trent Harris at that point. Yeah, my gut feeling is that Ole Miss is the team that gets into the playoff and either Alabama or whoever it was, Oklahoma or Ohio State, somebody gets screwed. Where one of those teams are like, wait, hold up, what? Mm-hmm. They lost to Memphis. But I think Ole Miss gets in. And frankly, I think Ole Miss makes a run. Because the Ole Miss team that played in the Sugar Bowl that night, they beat everybody. They were good. They beat everybody. Yeah, because everybody was kind of locked in at that point. But the argument against Ole Miss, and I know I'm, I'm at I'm doing an Ole Miss show here, the argument against Ole Miss would have been damn compelling, and it would have led to conversations. Because the Ole Miss got mauled at Memphis thing is an impossible thing to put away. And so if you're Ohio State or Oklahoma or Alabama, whoever got left out, they'd have been like, yeah, but they lost at Memphis. We would not have lost at Memphis. Mm-hmm. They lost at Memphis. And the argument, I mean, and the, and the response to that is, well, that's fair. 
Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So I, I think that's where we got cheated in that game. If, if you told me I could change one game, it's that game for that reason. I, want, I would love to have seen that debate. Grindhorn with a good point. 2015 Memphis lost to 6-6 six and six Auburn in the Liberty Bowl. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it, it's, a, it's a horrible loss. Oh, yeah. 15 was when Bama just beat the hell out of Michigan State in that semifinal. Yeah. The night before Ole Miss and Oklahoma State. Yeah. Because I saw like the first quarter in a bar somewhere before we went out for New Year's Eve. Yeah. That's it, it's a it's a it's a complicated deal. It would have it would have been a no win, no there's no right there's no right answer for the committee there. And I think that would have led to an eighteen playoff. We thought we were skipping the Memphis game that day just to cover an easy win. We ordered some pizza, just thought, oh, this will be a hangout day. Well, we were going to go, and then they told us you had to, we didn't have seats. We had to sit in the stadium, and I was like, screw yeah. that. I'm Seriously, not like in the stands. Yeah. Yeah. I had to run a marathon the week before, and I was not in the middle. Oh, had you? Yeah. I didn't remember that. Yeah. Okay. No, we can do those. We can uh, we can do those shows. There's no doubt about Hopefully that. Hopefully, we don't have to do them in that well, scenario, but yeah. They can be add-ons, not Hopefully. replacements. Yeah, I don't want to all get together Saturday at 3 o'clock in October and go, we're going to play a replay today. Uh, no. Here's no. 1992 Liberty Bowl against Air Force. Have a good time, guys. Um, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't play Memphis anymore. I wouldn't dumb. play Memphis anymore for sure. Yeah. No way. Play Tulane. Go to New Orleans. Yeah, sure. Of course. You play them 10 times, you're going to win nine. Or 10. And, and stop playing Southeast Missouri and start playing Alcorn State and Jackson State. Yeah. Of course. Play tell, Valley. Tell them to bring the band. Yeah. Absolutely. Let's have a good time. Yeah. Win the game. Have some fun. Keep the money in the state. Ole Miss, would, Ole Miss fans would much rather play Jackson State and have the sonic boom come into town than they would. Of course. Play Southeast Missouri or Northern Illinois or, or Eastern of, Illinois. Of course. Whoever. Keep the money in the state. Yeah. No doubt. So. Uh, that's all I got. I don't see anything else necessarily sitting in the stream. If anybody else wants to call, call now. Yeah, you got a couple minutes. Um, Neil will have some food for thought tomorrow. I'm working on something and I'll finish sometime by in the morning. Um, mostly done. I got a couple things to add, but for the most part, it's fine. Could be the Greenway versus the flood. The water bowl. Yeah, I was trying to come up with something. That's fine. Let's see. Yeah, just stop playing them. I was supposed to say just win the game. No, just stop playing no, them. No, just There's don't stop. play them. Nothing to be There's game. no reason. Frankly, the way they try to treat Ole Miss about basketball, too, and making that such a difficult yeah. thing, not the hell with you. Yeah, about it? move um, on. Yeah. I'm going to be completely finished. So, anyway. Uh, all right, we got plenty coming uh, again your way tomorrow. Ryan Brown already up uh, as well for another podcast, so take advantage of uh, that. Listen to uh, he and Mr. McCready over here, and we will be back with you very, very soon.